Hello and welcome to episode 61 of The Empire Strikes Back, a UK-based podcast for New York Yankees fans. Uh, you're most welcome to join us. Thank you very much. My name's Rob and I'll be your host for tonight. And it's just the three of us tonight, but there's going to be some absolute gold in this in, in, in this trio of triumph that we've got ahead of us. So tonight I'm joined by uh, the godfather of the pod, uh, the man who brought this all together, uh, the man who we owe so little. Uh, and that is Mark Blakemore. How are you doing, Mark? Um, very well, thanks, Ron. Please call me the godfather, not the grandfather. I, I appreciate that. <sighs> Just stole my thunder there, Mark. I was going to claim that. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm looking, I'm looking as, the, as the light shines through. You know, I'm at the age now where I slept through last night's storms. And yes, we're, we're, there's an awful lot of grey going on at the pub here. Uh, you've got a little bit of the, uh, what was it, Jimmy Somerville was going on there, Kev. Uh, so you've heard, you've heard Kev already. Uh, Kev, how are you, mate? I'm good, mate. I'm good. I'm certainly not as high as as well. High voice, high Jimmy. <laughs> let's just no, let's just leave that right there. <laughs> I was gonna say yeah. that could go down. That could go down some strange, strange stuff. Yes. <laughs> Anyways, no. um, so what what a time it is to be uh, a Yankee fan. Where as as you listen back to the moment did a, a couple of weeks ago, where. Uh, it, it's put your hand in the blender just to get yourself some satisfaction <laughs> in the evening and everything is going perfectly and then I well not perfectly but as well as you could expect I turned on the telly last night thinking we're here clear run of baseball everything's going well and I think we've got to start off with uh, a breakout of COVID in the camp uh, just uh, just the days here so it turns out that Phil Nevin in particular uh, third base coach uh, although all the players, as far as we're aware, had received their vaccinations, the jo- and I'm not a scientist, and I'm pretty confident that, that neither of you guys are. Uh, no, I'm not. I don't mean that as an offensive way. It's just that I think yeah. if you were a scientist, I would have learned that by now. Although you know, if Jack was here, obviously he would be the scientist in the room naturally. Uh, but <laughs> but it does seem uh, like a like a hell of a shock that this that this could happen. Um, and we don't know why it happened, but what do you think the implications of this is for the Yankees as an organisation? Do you think MLB will be looking for a team to, you know, if they're worried about that they're, they're not keeping with their protocols or, or whatever it might be, do you, do you think that this this poses a major problem? Because I was kind of surprised. I didn't stay up for the game last night, I'll be honest with you. So when I turned on my iPad this morning and saw that the game was played... That was a little bit of a surprise to me because I just wondered if they shut everything down. Where, where are you guys on this? Like, like you, I was yeah. surprised they played it, to be honest, because I was fully expecting it to be postponed. And I think we should take it as quite encouraging that it wasn't because it essentially means that even though there is this scare and five Yankees coaches have apparently contracted it, that they still feel able, no, we can continue playing the game because we're going to contain this. So I'd read it as, in one sense, positive. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think there's one thing that jumped out at me was, you know, the shock we've been vaccinated. How can this happen? I mean, the vaccine doesn't stop you contracting COVID. It stops you getting a bad reaction to COVID or a potentially fatal. So I, I, I did find it a bit amazing that perhaps they thought that once they had been vaccinated, they they were invincible. I do. Th- I, I am assuming that everyone was tested and because the players returned a negative test then they were free to play the worry is that um, you know it takes a few days to show up on a test and suddenly maybe four or five players key players go down with it that that's a, the concern for me at the moment but I think it is positive as Mark said that they played the game eh, let's just hope it doesn't it doesn't get out of control and hopefully the team has been sticking to the protocols that's in place and staying in bubbles and stuff like that as they normally do, which hopefully should limit the spread. I assume that's what they're doing over there because they're certainly doing it most of the other sports. Um, and I believe it was part of the the thing the players are all monitored with this year with um, watches so they can see who's been together, who's been... So they should actually have the data there to be able to work out who has been in close contact and stuff like that. So fingers crossed it's... Yeah, fingers crossed it just doesn't upset. I mean, I imagine on a road trip... The, the coaching staff, although they're together as one, I can imagine the coaching staff and, and Boone 
uh, separate on many, many occasions from the play. I mean, it's got to be a yeah. brave illness to take Phil Nevin on, let's be honest with you. Of all the people to try to fight with, Phil Nevin. Uh, but it was. When I, when I turned on my iPad this morning, I saw the game was played. Like yourself, Mark, uh, I, w- I was pleased that we were able to do this because my fear for this season was all it took was one or two people per camp to come down, you know, but asymptomatic to come down with it and everything falls apart. So there obviously seems to be that things are falling into place so they're in a position to be able to deal with this now. Exactly, yeah. which I think we can only view positively. Um, so a fair play to MLB for taking whatever steps they, they've done to make this happen in that way. Um, for that, the rest of society was starting to finally maybe getting back to uh, the old ways a little bit more. Yeah, things are starting to open up a bit and, you know, we're starting to get some shoots of, of um, I wouldn't call it a normal life, but the new normal um, coming around, which is, I think, after a summer of being cooped in the house, I think we're all pretty grateful of it. If Before only... you came on, Kev, myself and Rob were talking about meeting up for a pint and watching some baseball together in Leeds, so... Yeah, Oof, yeah you never know. Never Just been able to go inside, having having <laughs> sat outside, shaking like a shitting dog outside various pubs in Leeds now uh, and around. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm ready to go indoors now. So God knows what it's like in Scotland. Yeah, if only if only Mister if Mister Sunshine would put his hat on. <laughs> all, I, and you know, and I know this is a baseball podcast, and we're going in a crazy direction here, but you do feel for the the guys with pubs and stuff that invested in their beer gardens and things, and you know the, the weather's done this. But yeah, we're we're getting. It feels like we are going in the right direction now so hopefully it also feels like MLB seem to have a really good grasp on what to do the team seem to have a grasp on it so hopefully fingers crossed we don't get a proper outbreak that really derails our season or takes it takes it out the groove we're in at the moment which is going pretty well I'm looking forward to revisiting base MCR in Manchester at some yeah, point. Yeah, I want to go to that place. That, that, I think that would be an ideal place for a get-together chaps. And if any of our listeners want to join us in Manchester, because a few, few, few beers and, and swing the bat. And uh, I can't recommend base MCR enough. I just, I just think it's bloody marvellous there. It really, really is. And it's a damn sight cheaper than the than the, the place in Westfield, it has to be said, in terms <laughs> of, having, of having a bat. Yeah. <laughs> so, a tenable cool. price. Um, so, how many games are we in now? Thirty. We've had thirty-five games, something like that. Now we're in, uh, I believe. I think it's worth spending some time before we talk about the games that just passed. Um, things are hotting up. People are talking trades. Uh, there are certain players who seem to be drawing more attention. Teams that you expect to tank, and I think with the adjustment, unless they change the number of teams making it into the playoffs this year, and I'm not to suggest that MLB wouldn't just change the parameters of that uh, halfway through a season by any stretch of the imagination. There's absolutely no way they would do that. Um, but but yeah. is there, I think it's worth looking at the, I think we've got to know the team a bit more now. Looking at what we got, what, what do we need and where can we find it elsewhere? And, and what, do we, what do we have to give up to get it? Apart yeah, let, from like 28 minor league boot. You know. Can we start with looking at the team at the moment and who would be available for trade. Because the way I see it at the moment, there's a lot of players in that team we potentially, I'm talking about first team players technically that could be traded. Aaron Hicks. Go on, Kevin, give us us your whole, give us us your list. Go on then, give us your... Guys I think are available to... Gleyber Torres. Gary Sanchez. (laughs) <laughs> What's <laughs> Clint Fraser, uh, Arn Hicks, or somebody else who whose name escapes me at the moment that I was thinking about in my head earlier. But but yeah, Ford. I, I, ah, Ford. Who? I mean, he's a bit part player. I'm talking about kind of sort of guys that are playing regular. I know he's been playing more than we would like. Do you know the other guy probably? And this is just because I, I would really. If, if he's available and there's a chance of doing the deal, then I would potentially look at trading Voight as well. Um, because I think Freddie Freeman would be a huge pickup. And he's at a contract at the end of the season. Allegedly, he doesn't want to talk about a contract till the end of the season. Um, he would give us that lefty bat that we badly need um, to kind of break up, 
break up the, the righty bats, which are actually doing a pretty good job at the moment, but we really need a lefty bat. Um, and yeah, I think I've been pretty vocal about Trevor Torrey as the other guy. I think we, we need a shortstop. Um, Torres might seem controversial. The other option is if you could make these trades, the Trevor Story trade happen and keep a hold of Torres as you keep DJ back, like I said in the preseason, keep DJ as a super utility guy, float him around, play him every day, but play him in a different position. Torres goes back to second, uh, Story at shortstop, and Voight or whoever at first, and that gives you a much, much better infield, in my opinion, defensively than what we have at the moment. Now, Mark's pondering. Mark, Mark, Mark's yeah. got his pondering face on. All yeah. the screen's frozen. There yes. we go. Now he's alive. He's alive. I, uh, where, where are you there, Mark? I, I'd struggle to see that the Yank, that the Yanks would part company with Levitaris. I, I accept he's not a, he's not the shortstop we wanted or hoped him to be, and I'm not confident he's going to be. So I can see how we might trade for a guy who is a defensively better shortstop. And Story clearly fits the bill in that regard and his power and his offense is great. But I think we do that in keeping Glaber back at second yeah. and keeping doing what we're doing with DJ, which we are doing. I think yeah. in the last week I've seen him play third, first and second. Yeah. So he's played all three. Um, and well, it has to be said, he has played well. them all very well, yeah. He is, he's, he's great. So, but I just can't see the Yanks trading away Glamour Toys. If we're going to trade for someone like Story, it is going to be trading the youth, potentially potentially Frazier, albeit that leaves us a bit short on outfield options, I think. So, for me, the biggest gap is still another pitcher. Really? Um, yeah. I, I still think we need another pitcher. The name that I'd contemplate and it wouldn't come cheap and it depends on the nationals falling out of contention it would be a pure event it would be max scherzer oh yeah scherzer would be i, I think yeah. that's possible because he is out of contract at the end of the season yeah yeah i mean can you imagine putting him in that because i think the pitching at the moment has been superb and it's kept us when the offense has been struggling the, 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 the pitching has really kept us in it um but you can never have enough pitching. No, never, uh, never. But uh, if you told me likes. we could ax Mad Max back Scherzer, oh, 100%. What especially. does that cost? What 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 does that cost to get Max Scherzer? It's a rental, so... Put it like this. We, 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 the similar deal that you can think of is when we traded Chapman to the Cubs and we got back laboratories in return. Yeah. And, 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 and the, Cubs, the Cubs sold their soul on that one just to put them over the line for a World Series, which to be fair, they did win, albeit I'm not certain that Chapman was the the reason they did that, because in game seven he actually gave up a <laughs> he gave up a run in the ninth. So it it is that kind of it's that kind of ask. I think it, it's a it's a big ask that the, yeah. the, that the nationals would want. I would are you, are you talking to... many 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 pieces or are you talking Dominguez yeah. big piece, you know, so no, they won't I do Dominguez. Not for a rental, no chance. No, 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 no. I don't mean that, but I mean one supreme. Yeah, and, and Duhar's another one actually who there's just no space for him. He's another guy who could be decent trade bait. You've got Fraser, um, you know, yeah. But, but with but with both of those players, their value is not what it once was. No, no, that's true. I still think Glaber. I can't see the Yankees parting company with Glaber. Andrew Harvin, Andrew a shot. I don't doubt that. Frazier is a possible and potentially and has more value. Yeah. Other than that, you are looking at pieces from the um, from the minors. Yeah, and there is there is some guys in there that they could they could look at. Yeah. Do you give up Clark Schmidt for rental, Max Scherzer? I would. Yes. Yeah, I would. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I probably would. At some point, you have to. You have to. I know. We, ca we, we can't hug these. Shoot, yeah, yeah, we can't hug these prospects too much if it gives you a chance to win the World Series. And add Max Scherzer into that postseason, because what that then does when you get into the postseason is it gives you more arms for the bullpen. Your guys who have been starters, um, and it also takes a lot of pressure off of Severino returning from Tommy John to to jump straight back into it, but. 
I, I think I still, I mean, listen, I completely agree. You can never have too much pitching and putting one of the greatest pitchers that have sort of a lifetime of watching baseball in there would be fantastic. I mean, we'll talk about the games soon, but he was just outstanding that night. And I would piss my pants with laughter if we got him. If we, <laughs> if we got yeah. him. I would absolutely piss myself with laughter. It would be yeah. because then you are a seriously, seriously intimidating team. We yeah. are. Um, it, it depends on the Nationals falling out of the race, which they might do shortly. But I actually think that's the reason why we, why Freeman's not an option because I, I, I think Atlanta are going to win that division. Um, and actually, I think Freeman is he's at, he's at Atlanta for a lifetime. I can't see him leaving there. It'd be interesting to see because he's refusing to talk about a contract <laughs> and it'll be interesting what happens with the Braves and where they're at and if, if you dangle enough in, in their way. But it would it would take something. I don't see that happening, by the way. I would do it, but I don't see it happening because I think it's just too radical. Yeah, um, a lot of them is to do with their role in the Players Association though, as well because and their link with their agent that they... That, I think there's a lot of disappointment with like Tatis you know, in taking the deal that he took because their view is in a, in a classic trade union, lots of people have made these sacrifices. And the Marvin Miller book, if you haven't read it, a whole different ball game is a brilliant book to read about this actually. Um, and I and I, I can see that's why they've got these. I classify Freeman. I'm sure you do as a real leader, baseball, you know, brand, you know, focus. If if he was to take a deal, I think the players' association would would be weaker for it. I think there's a lot, yeah, the likes of, I know it was always going to be with, you know, with a few of the players that were going to do. Mookie Betts was going to be another one. You know, that seems to be, uh, he's, at, he's at that kind of level, I think the expectation is. But of course, and I, I agree, I think he's at Atlanta for life. And I think the Braves are a hugely competitive team. But would I like him? Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, yes. I would. I would. Have, I would have done the deal for Paul Goldschmidt a couple of years ago. Yeah. Maybe not now. It's, it's, a, similar, it's would, a similar deal, isn't it? I would have loved that deal if you said, you know, for a rental of Goldschmidt, knowing that he signed the deal after. I would have taken. I would have. You know, Floreal the works. I'd have been in your bloody armor for that one. But then you've got Voigt, who. Let's see what Voigt we get back. I yeah. guess um, you look pretty decent actually, but I, I I don't know. I think that the Yankees. I'm less worried about the pitching. I just think the. The sort of offense, defense, and the the sort of lineup of the team is what's what's really worrying me at the moment. Um, I think we've done the whole two righty done to death, but I think that is a problem. Um, I mean, even somebody like Max Kepler, do you think he could get back his form he had a few years ago? Oh yes, I, I think that's that, that's somebody, a really good shout. But in the left fielder. The, the, twin, the, the Twins aren't on a great season so far. Nah, they, they've um, kind of fallen out, fallen out of it, haven't they? But they've, but they've got the talent. I mean, they were tipped to win the division or be up there. Yeah. So if, if, if they're willing to trade Kepler, that's something I could consider because he's got he's got power to burn. I think he hit, it 36 home runs a couple of years back? A couple of years back, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know what he'd done last year. I know, I, it's hard to to gauge their stats based on last year, but I know he had 36 home runs a few years ago. And yeah, I just think something like that might be what we need, you know, a bit of youth in the outfield and that lefty bat because the, the, the outfield at the moment, certainly Judge has been fantastic. Um, but centre field and left field, <laughs> yeah. I was going to say you pulled out a left field, which would have been terrible, but you know, I hadn't even thought about that, here's but a I, trade. I really like that. Here's a trade that's not really a trade. Estevan Floreal has apparently been on amazing form this season. How much does he need to do to play his way into this team, given that this centre field position has been a major weakness? Hicks, Hicks is getting the odd hit here and there, but overall, he just he's not the same player. Floreal, we know he's got a great glove. His bat has apparently been doing well. I should have actually brought this up because I read an article the other day about Floreal. Um, I'm just going to see. If well, I, I think. I mean, I think when you look at this deal, because I, I, I liked Hicks, and I, I don't have any confidence in this year, and I'm waiting for him to get it back. In the same way, with very briefly on the Trevor story, while you're looking that up, obviously the Rockies changed their GM because this, and, and that's my worry about the Trevor story deal that. I think they were they were tanking in such a dramatically poor fashion that they've had to change uh, their front office now. And that yeah. worries me about what you're going to get for that. If you've got the players in the system, I think that 
there's obviously a question with options when it comes to Hicks and what, what you're going to do with Hicks. But at some point, you do have to go, if the lad's performing, there was on Twitter this morning, there was various discussions about those that are performing in Scranton. And why is it the forwards are getting a go when Gittins isn't? And of course, because Gittins batting well in Scranton, or so was Ford, you know, and, and it's all about yeah. who's got the ability to make that step up. Um, and I think, and I think centre field is such a vital. So you, I, I don't know about you. I think having Floreal with Frazier would make me nervous, actually, in terms of until I see it. Now it may well be that I he think, comes up and he's the stud that you want him to be. I'll that tell you one thing. Well. One thing about Fraser this year is his his defense. He's pulled off some fantastic. Great stuff. Yeah, Great stuff. I think I think that's one thing about him that I'm not so worried about. But it's Florey the leadership. Al- it's the leadership in the centre field. That's why. Yeah, I mean, this is going back a couple. Well, it was yesterday actually. It must have been yesterday. I read it. Floreal is hitting 318, 400, 955 with four home runs. Seven base hits and 22 at-bats with five runs, two doubles and six rubbies. Okay, so a bit of small sample size there, but... It is, but... Uh, watch his space, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, if he's doing that while our centre fielders of Gardner, Hicks, and you've got Frazier, who are really, really struggling at the moment, then, you know, they've got to, make, they've got to consider it because he's a, is he a lefty as well. He is. I'm he sure he has a lefty as well, which has got to be a wee bit of a, yeah. So it was just interesting, interesting timing. The guy seems to be doing it at the right time. So that'll be, that'll don't be hate nice. the idea. Don't hate oh, the idea. Either. I'll be honest with you. you know, it's, um, mm. I, I think it's when you look at, it's weird with Gardner because he's so off the, boil. he's so off the boil. Yeah, and and it's heartbreaking actually because you want his last. I say heartbreaking. I'm not that emotional. It's, <laughs> it's shit. <laughs> yeah. um, but I want, I want I want his last year, or well, is it a two year deal? We end up signing. I can't remember. But I want if this is it. That was a one year. You want you want him to go out with a. You want him to go out with a bang. He's really going out with a. And you got to wonder at what point do you think? And I and I know he's got on base a couple of times now, and it's gradually building up, and it's a long season. Uh, but we're going to need, it's just unfortunate to have him and Hicks both in that position yeah. at the moment. One of them is going to have to break through and find some. I actually think Hicks potentially isn't as far away from what I've seen, but it could it could change very, very quickly. Now, for me, the question is, yes, Hicks is a trade piece. Well, who's going to want him? Yeah. The current That's Hicks, true. what's, what's, it, what's yeah. it worth in the current in the market? He's, he's on a pretty- if he's not switching that yeah. much anymore. He's on a pretty team-friendly deal, which is um, in terms of I think he's only on about ten million a year or something. 10, like 10 million, yeah. Yeah, so I don't think his salary would be an issue. But as you say, I think you would need to package him up with something, or you're not taking a lot back in return for him. Um, yeah, it's just. A, I mean, it's hitting. It is starting to come back a bit. It's going from. Not very good to yeah, <laughs> average. But he had a couple of games which come to recent against Houston. We went two and yeah, four and then did. three for three. So maybe he's starting to get his hitting back together. What's worrying, I think, for me is a couple of things. One, he can't hit from the left-hand side anymore. No. Um, so the platoon, uh, sorry, the um, switch hitting side that gave him the strength, I think, and meet, really cemented his place in the lineup, that's kind of gone. And, but his fielding, his fielding used to be really solid. And I've seen a couple of plays recently where he just did not inspire confidence and letting plays go past him or not getting to the, the where the ball is going to be in, in sufficient time for what I'd, what I'd like to see. So that's the worrying side for me is the fielding is going. Okay, he's starting off in a bit of poor batting form. And he's hitting just under 200. Hopefully that could come back. But when the fielding is going as well, yeah, that's a problem. Yeah. Was it was it the Astros? There was a blooper, just and it looked like it was his all day long. It was That's a, it. And, yeah. and and you're like, oh, Hicks has got the hits, and he's just nowhere, yeah, nowhere near. And he's not yeah. even pulling up. It's just that he's not even timing his run in such a fashion to get there. Uh, that he's he's my of, of of the lineup. He's my biggest 
worry because you know the gardener's on his way out, do they? Hicks is a Hicks is a, because it's such a, a vital position. I'm not going to refer to Mike Tuckman, who shouldn't have been traded, yeah, but he <laughs> but he shouldn't have been traded because no, he shouldn't have been. And then, you know, um, yep. and that's the thing that, that that troubles me the most. And you think to yourself, well, what'd you get back for? Him? What'd you get for Ford? What do you? And and I think you are end up. Of course, you're going to end up packaging up some some of the younger players in this. What's so we know that Dominguez is untouchable. Where are you on Garcia? Do you think Davy Garcia is untouchable? No, I, yes. I would. I would only have Dominguez as untouchable, and even then with Dominguez, the the, the next Mickey Mantle, the next Mike Trout. Do you know what I mean? I think he's a long way from it, and I noticed the hype still going because I think he got his first hit or something today at Baton, uh, um, spring training, and uh, my phone went, my phone lit up. <laughs> notifications from Bleacher Report from everyone that he got a double in a spring training game and you're like holy shit but the hype around this guy is huge and we've been there before now I'm not saying I think he is untouchable at the moment because he potentially is a huge player but um, he's the only one for me that's really untouchable but it all depends on what you're bringing back I mean you don't want to be trading them for for not a lot if you're going to give up your key guys I think there's, there is talent in the the minors, I think there's also some talent like, you know, like Frazier who would maybe uh, do well away from Yankee Stadium, but yeah. I think King gets packaged up. I think most teams, if we're going to trade with them, I think King is someone who a yep. lot of teams are going to look to. Mm. Yep. Yeah. yeah that, that, and I, mean, I think you might, that you might end up, they'll say we want King, either Garcia or Schmidt yeah. and another to yeah. get. Now, if the Nationals say, right, for for the rest of the rental, for, 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 for Max, for the rest of the year, we want King, Schmidt, Garcia, and another, do you do that deal? I know it's going to be a long podcast as I throw various make-believe shit deals at you. But yeah. Let's just do this one for the last one. So what was that there? So for, for, Scherzer, for Scherzer, so you've got um, King, Schmidt, Garcia, and then they say they want another. I don't think it'd be, it would take that much. I, I don't think you'd need to throw Garcia and... But um, if they ask for it, would you do it? Because you've got to ask, where, where are we at with our... Because as Jack always says, prospects are only prospects. Now, uh, Garcia has, in various ways, they've proved themselves. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if it would take that much, but, I mean, it's got to be looked at. If it was on the table and it was a difference maker for a World Series, yep, but I think it's something they might do. Yeah, that, it's, that is that is quite a bit, but it's, it's more quantity rather than quality necessarily. Yeah, I could see them doing something like that. You know, there's other guys around Albert Abreu. You've even got guys like Cesar and stuff that could be throw-ins and deals who who are looking a lot better. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I think there is a lot there. Lucas Lucky's looked decent. Lasaga. There's a bunch of guys there that if they really needed to get creative and bulk a deal out with some guys that are major league ready they, they could do it so yeah who knows see for me Luizaga is one that I wouldn't I wouldn't want to I I, I don't think you can try, I think he gives you too much versatility yeah uh, for, for me for that reason that, that's why he's desirable yeah and that's what will make well. him yeah that would no I understand that but, uh, but I, I I wouldn't want to package him out there if you're going to take if you're going to take him I wouldn't want to be offering much more alongside him to do a deal. That's what I, suppose I, I, flip I think side, he's high value to us. I suppose the flip side is if you're bringing in Max, Max Scherzer, you're, oh, yeah, reducing, the num- you're, reducing, <laughs> you're reducing the number of games where you need yeah. a, a, a long guy to come in, I suppose, because you're getting more out of your pictures. Oh, for, yeah. for him, you can have Loisinger on one of my kidneys. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's interesting, but it'll be interesting to see what happens because I think um, Cashman and that must be working hard in the background to yeah. to try and f- improve the team. And I think that there's definitely plenty of pieces that could be moved around to make it happen. So, well, you, you posted the Guardian, the Guardian column, Kev. Oh, yeah. The, yeah, our old friend David Lingell. You know, he, worth what, one of the few Boston Red Sox fans that I actually do like, uh, David Lingell. He's he a Mets a, fan. Oh, is he a Mets fan? He's a Mets fan. I'm confusing him with Josh, yeah. aren't I? Josh is a, is a Red yeah. Sox fan. Yeah, sorry, he's a Mets fan. 
Yeah, I, I actually, yeah, he's one of the few Mets fans that I actually quite like. <laughs> That's what I meant to say. You like yeah, him was, so much you called him a, a Red Sox I was Sox getting him mixed up with, with Josh, <laughs> who used to do. Um, David's a good guy, but it's, um, I, I read his article when I seen the headline. I read it wanting to hate on the guy for it, and I read it and thought, do you know what? He's, there's not much I could oh, argue with. Yeah. The Yankees what, are a what? bit boring. Well, that, I heard him say his piece on the Johnny and Josh podcast, and was he just talking about that, how the Yankees are boring and nobody, why are we bothering about them, etc.? No, he kind of, he wrote, I, I posted it on the basis loaded um, Facebook group, I think, or maybe the Yankees one, I don't know. No, I, 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 know how I think you posted it everywhere, to me. So I think, yeah, I think you kids took both. a copy of it to school as well. <laughs> but he basically said that the Yankees, they used to be the team everybody hated and they were big spenders and under Steinbrenner, they had a kind of arrogance about them. Now they've just got a bit boring. There's not a lot going on. And he mentioned, Ken, obviously, A-Rod and all the drama that came around about him. He said, now there's sort of none of that going on. They've just got kind of boring. Um, the team's uninspiring to watch. Um, and it's hard to, yeah. And he said he doesn't, doesn't see where they're going. He doesn't see where... The identity of the team seems to have been lost a lot, and and I, and I listened to what he said because he he obviously did the same piece for the yeah. uh, Johnny and Josh podcast, and I came out thinking, shit, we can't win here because people hate us when we're the big bad Yankees <laughs> and the Empire and everything else, and then when we're not, they still don't like us. So we're not hiding yeah. to nothing really. But... Yeah, I mean they're never going to like us, but no. I can see I can see where he's coming from. That I think when you've got I think he mentioned things like the Dodgers have been out spending us for years and they've kind of became the big market team. The team you expect to pick up the big free agents, whereas the Yankees are just kind of sitting back and saying, no, we're not spending that money, we're not spending that money. And I kind of, you know, I listened to a sort of, I'm trying to remember who it was, we were on a podcast a few years back. Um, it may have been Buster Olney, I can't remember, but anyway, it was a while back and he was saying that baseball needs the Yankees to be big spenders because... It needs teams like the Yankees and the Dodgers because when teams develop players and then they go for these big contracts, they need the big teams, Boston's, the Yankees, these teams to be spending the money to keep the whole system turning. And when the Yankees back out of it and, and stop spending, it's not good for the rest of the sport because then you got other teams, you know, trying to pick these guys up, overspending it. I, I kind of I kind of got what he was coming from, but I wasn't sure if I kind of followed the logic, if you know what I mean. <laughs> He was trying to say that, that that it's bad for the whole sport if the Yankees are not spending because they encourage Boston to spend. I'm, I'm, I remember that when he, he was doing that with to the, spend uh, and the Mercado deal. That was a lot around about the time. I think it was, yeah, actually, yeah. Mercado Bryce Harper deal. Yeah. Um, I, I'm reading one of my the, the 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 book I've nearly finished, and it's about the George Steinbrenner. I'm actually I'm going to ask Marty Appel if he'll do a, a bit of a special with us about Steinbrenner. Actually, the more I read about this. I don't know if, if I could cope with that now. As, as a West Ham fan, I've got two owners who sell dildos and, <laughs> and razmags, and they're always in the press, and they just do my nutting. And I just read about this time of George Steinbrenner, and I think to myself, oh, I, don't, I mean, it would be interesting. And when we talk to Jack Curry about the New York media, you know, it's a, it's a life force amongst itself. Um, but but one thing they weren't was boring, but you read about Billy Martin and all this kind of stuff. And actually, I think there's a middle ground. I'm, I'm going <laughs> I'm, I'm to sit on the fence. No offence, I know that's, uh, <laughs> yeah. that, that's not normally my job. But I just think to myself, God, this is... I don't think... I, I, the problem is, is that we're predictable, that we won't go over the, the salary yeah. cap. And it would take a hell of a thing to do that. And until this next C, CBA comes round and changes... You just know that you, everyone's going, oh, the Yankees are going to be in for him, the Yankees. And you just kind of know when you look at our salary and the fact that Judge has got to get paid, that all these other players have got to get paid, that realistically we're not. And look at that we dragged out with DJ, who's an absolute yeah. stud. You know the Yankees aren't going to be in these conversations at the moment. It's just, it's it, just it used to be, I used to love the hot stove, right? I used to love the hot stove season because the excitement was to see who was going there, but you knew the Yankees had a chance of pulling in the big guys. And like, um, I'm trying to think of players that stick out in my mind, but it was just, there was always that excitement. And 2009 was the season, going into 2009 is when it really, they went crazy. But even before that, there was always somebody that was giving you excitement. The A-Rod trade 
back and when was that oh three or whenever it was oh four a bit later oh five oh seven oh seven, oh, seven. No, is that not when he signed his second contract? Did not pick him up after Boone busted his knee up. Uh, anyway, whatever it was, I thought it was 04 or 05, but just like, the, just the whole craziness of getting one of the best shortstop in the game and firing him over to third base, that was the kind of buzz that used to happen back then, and that was kind of the Steinbrenner era. Now, I don't particularly like the guy, never have it. I don't like his sort of brand of you know, elitism and we'll, we'll stand above and we're better than all you and he kind of looked down on people and I, I, I just don't relate to that sort of stuff. But the one thing about the Yankees where you knew if they weren't good enough to win the World Series, he would go and try and find the pieces to make it happen. Now, the game's changed a lot since then, you know, since the PED era ended. These big free agents that are ageing, which we used to favour, are not they're falling apart now and, and, and that's not the, the game it's a young man's game now and young exciting players are where it's at but he's right Lingel. we have went a bit boring we have went a bit kind of you know you've got Hal Steinbrenner there who's just a little bit kind of you know you, you don't hear much from him um, Cashman I've, I've never been the biggest fan of Cashman and I think he's kind of a little bit part of the problem as well as we're st- stuck in that limbo thing. Yeah, I mean, we have didn't ever, want to spend you, much... Have you ever heard an interview with Hal Steinbrenner? No. Okay, the reason you haven't heard from him is because he starts speaking and then you would slip into a coma. <laughs> 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 and yeah. then wake up a day later and you won't remember it is ah, and that, that, that I think that's one of my frustrations with the franchise is that it's just so so, so dry so and, so, and, yeah. and so and so I kind, of, I kind of felt an empathy with the piece as much as you don't want anyone to criticise your team but I agree with you Mark absolutely you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't yeah. and there's a fan base you're damned if you do you know, because we're moaning about being boring but we'd moan if all of a sudden we had to tank because we'd overspend. You know, it's it's one of the it's the joys. But anyway, we're we'll we'll move on from that because we are on the the flip side now. Last week we did some predictions, so I think it's just worth uh, going through. Oh, I wonder why you want to talk about the predictions, uh, there, Rob. Um, but no, I'm, I'm, I just thought I'd throw that in there just a, <laughs> a little bit because uh, we we did our predictions last week, and and some of us were more positive than others, and I think yeah, sure. Um, uh, and so, <laughs> I may, I may have got, I may have gone for four and two. Uh, you may have. A, a pretty much how we've done it as well. Um, uh, well, we're talking about predictions, though. Hats off to Jack because he predicted that Col- the game would be dropped when Cole pitching. So yeah, and the yeah, and yeah, where it's Cole, So we're getting to that. We're getting to that game in a minute because yep. if I was, because I think that's worth talking about that game actually more than anything else. Um, so, so how are we feeling about uh, about the team at the moment? Before we just know, are we, are we thinking because we're on a, we're on a long road trip now, and we we will do our predictions in a moment. But I think we've set ourselves up nicely. If you look at the way Boston are winning, I personally don't think it's sustainable. I'm not saying they're a bad team. I just think at some point, as we talked about, the 162 game season, everything writes itself, and what Chris Sale was going to come back, and all those kind of things. But actually, I think we're just sitting in a nice position now. Ready, ready, ready to push on. As far as I'm concerned, I agree. Whatever thereabouts, you're not you're not going to win the season this early. We're in position, like we said last time. We're within two or three games. It's, this is this is where where we need to be, where we're not to be. Yeah, this, this, this is this is going okay. I'm feeling much more confident now. Um, I think Judge and Stanton are hot, and that's what we need. Um, Mavoit coming back looks like he's. He got off to a good start. Gio was back in the team after a couple of days off. DJ has been good. I think there's a lot more balance in the lineup. I think we've covered the sort of issues earlier when we're talking about trades and some of the players that have been weak. But overall, I think there's enough. And the way we're pitching, the way our bullpen is, and the way Chappie is, I think we're feeling quite confident at the moment. So, so um, Wednesday night, after we finished recording, we had the uh, Astros uh, and we won that game. If I remember rightly, this way, Stanton was absolutely oh, he was outstanding. Uh, yep. Four RBI. Yeah. Three, three for four and four yeah. ribbies. And he just, just enjoyed himself. Yeah. I mean, he just looked like he was 
coughed in every time he came to the bat to, to the plate, sorry. Yeah. I, I look at the way Stanton and, and Judge did one last night. Well, the way that sometimes when they laser the ball, you see the fans wanting to catch the ball. Well, I would be like, I'm not, I'm not getting anything yeah. near that bastard. Thing this because when, it, when he hits it, he means it. But see, the thing is, like, it's as if he's swatting a fly away or something mm. with his bat. It, it looks like there's no efforts went into it at all, and the ball just absolutely flies. It's, it's amazing yeah. to watch. It's a brutal swing, isn't it? Because yeah. it's not elegant in the slightest. It is just absolutely brutal. He just murders it. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm, if he wasn't a baseball player, he'd probably be an axe murderer. You know, he's he's <laughs> he's, he's, he's that he strong. Might be both. <laughs> yeah, I, I hope not. But, but, you never know. But, um, but no, it, this it's not a swing of beauty, but goodness me, when he puts a bat on ball, it, it flies off. It's just pure timing as well, though. I mean, he's timing. Oh, it's just, it's good to watch. And I think was that the game where he turned the was it his last at bat, and he he kind of turned the ball back up the third baseline. Yes, and if you good. watch, if you watch a technique and the way he does it, it, it was absolutely superb to watch because he just he knew exactly what he was doing. He timed it and turned he turned his hands just to direct the ball back up. It was it was good to watch. The, the player I felt for that night, and we'll go on to last night, was Monty, actually, yeah. because he was he was pitching relatively well and then just got himself, and that's that's Major League Baseball for you, isn't it? Really, just you just have a. A bit of a wobble with a few pitches, and he gave up uh, the fourth. He gave up, yeah, it was the fourth he gave him up, and and I kind of felt for him, but I just felt here we go because the Astros are still as much as you the atmosphere and you you don't like them. They're a highly they're a decent team, mm. and and they were decent games actually. I thought they were really really they were interesting all good games. games yeah, I mean um, I've, I've been really impressed with Monty lately, and as you say, I mean he gave up three runs. It it wasn't a horrible outing, but it just got away from him in that. But yeah. as you, you're right. Astros are a good team. They've got a lot of um, a lot of good hitters in the, the, the lineup, and we did make them look ordinary for a lot of it. Um, but they were they were all, all they're they're going to take the chances when they're there. Um, but yeah, yeah. Overall, I, th- I was very impressed with the with the game. And then the next night, Garrett Cole on the mound. A strange game. But he, he was—he he seemed like he was—he was struggling with it. But then you look at his innings and you look at how he did. Really, you know, it was clean. Yeah. Um, uh, within reason, gave up. Did he give up two home runs? If I remember right, it was two home runs. Yeah. And then the bullpen, which was the most, were Chad Green, who I believe yeah. the last podcast we were talking about how lights out Chad Green's been. Yeah. Yeah, we blew that. Yep. Just yeah, absolutely got himself in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> um, just and of all the players, of all the players, to yeah. you know, how much do you think Altuve actually? Enjoyed that. I mean, it was oh, I'm sure he a, did. It was oh, a real yeah. pantomime villain moment, wasn't it? Let's face Super, it. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. ball. That once again, that was one of those. Things. Fair yeah. play to him. How he caught up with that one because the ball was near head height. height. Yeah, it was high. Head height, and he swung it away. It was, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. That was a real. Uh, I, I, I didn't listen to it. I think I think it was one game I was watching and just had the sound down, so I didn't actually hear. But I imagine it kind of sucked the air out of the stadium pretty quickly. That one. Yeah, he just you knew it was going to happen with him because he kind of just with all the stuff he'd had and it really affected him in the first game the second game I think it looked like he was dealing with it a lot better um, and in this game obviously it was his kind of little get it right up his type moment um, That was his second home run of the season wasn't it? Yeah, something like that yeah I had to laugh at, well, not laugh at, and a wry smile because Carlos Correa was apparently in tears at a press conference and was bemoaning, are you hearing what they're saying about Jose? And I'm yeah. kind of thinking, hang on, guys, you cheated. Yeah. You know, live with it, own it. Yeah. You know, you're going to get some shit. But as long as it doesn't cross the line, like we discussed last week, you know what, you're just going to have to own it and live and yeah, you do. You with it. Suck it up. Don't, don't, get, don't get into tears at a press conference when you've been... Um, you know, playing it the other way for so long. So, yeah. yeah, much time for him on that one. See, when he first came through, I thought he was fantastic, and he was one of my favourite players in the game. And just the tides turned on him. 
I just I, I can't take to the guy at all. You can't have it both ways, you know. Nah. If you, 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 you cheated, live with it. And he he's like to lord over people in the past as well, you know. He's like to have in people's faces and stuff. And yeah, mate, you've got to suck it up at sports. You cheated, you know. You're going to get that crap. So deal with yeah. it. Yeah, and you've not had it for a year and a half after you cheated. So <laughs> yeah, you, know, you got you're going to get. And, yeah. and thank goodness there's only ten thousand in the stadium and not thirty five thousand. For goodness yeah. sake, yeah, that, that that would make you cry. Yeah, thirty five thousand New Yorkers after your blood. Yeah. yeah, calling your names. Yes, I'll make anybody cry. Is there any way, any way you can find the stats to see which teams go around into the most double plays this season? I don't think you need is. to look. It feels in my mind like the Yankees would <laughs> be leading it because what's opportunities in that game where we go around into double play? Is that actually how the game ended as well? If I remember right, I yes. could be wrong. Yeah, because I think it well, ended well, that way as well. But oh man. Just, we love a double play. We love it. Yeah, we 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 are yeah. And as good as Stanton, as, as good and as red hot as Stanton has been lately, he he loves a double play as well. So, yeah. yeah so then we moved on. We moved on to play, but we won that series. So we'll yeah. take that. Yep. We moved on and we play the Nationals now. Obviously, a couple of years ago, the Nationals started the season very cold and then came on to become World Series champions. And they were starting with Patrick Corbin, who was, when he was on the market, the free agency, mm-hmm. he was a pitcher that I think a lot of Yankees fans I really were desperate, to, desperate yeah. to get. And of course, then we signed Cole a year later and everyone was like, oh, we couldn't have got Cole if we got Corbin. Of course, yeah. I, that's, I'm not having that. <laughs> I'm not, yeah. Imagine a rotation with those in. I rate Corbin very, very highly. I think he's a he's a great player. And so I wasn't. This was the one of the three that I was the least confident about, actually, because you know, right. and it, of course, it turned out it was the eighth inning where it all just seemed to go horribly, horribly yeah. wrong. But once again, a fairly balanced game up to that up to that point. Really, yeah, a pretty you know, decent outing from Tyon. I thought, I mean, I know yeah. he gave up some runs, but overall I thought it was a pretty decent game um, from him. And, yeah, just... It was Loisiger, if I remember. Loisiger right. was, yeah. And the, the then Sessa. Yeah, no, no, yes. So we just saw those names. Yeah, Loisiger's untouchable. It all just went... Yeah, a couple uh, of to our Americans, to all yeah. of our uh, American listeners, or one or one of you that you got, you know, the great Shakespeare, and it all went tits up very, very quickly <laughs> in the eighth. Yeah, it did. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it just fell apart that game. Yeah, and that can happen, and that yeah. can happen. The only problem with baseball, one of the downsides to baseball, is that you're two and a half hours in, <laughs> and that happens. You know, for Christ's sake, I'm all wound up now. It's just like giving away a goal last minute. However, you know. I don't think, well, none of us expected to sweep the Nationals. It was likely they were going to win one of those. Uh, we move on then quickly to the the next night. Um, and this was, I mean, this was uh, Corey Kluber yep. again. So, Mark, do you, want to, do you want to start us off with the uh, yeah, Kluber maybe. drooling? <laughs> Kluber was really good um, was. and he kept us in the game the only problem was Schertzer was better yeah. um, uh, was 14 Ks yeah let, let's be honest we stole this one yeah we did we, we robbed we, that game by rights we should not have won this game we tied it up I think in you know the, we tied up in the ninth. we yeah. each got it in the 10th we stole it in the 11th to me, the player of the game was Justin Wilson for pitching that 11th really cleanly. Yeah. And yeah. That gave his opportunity to win. Because he hasn't been that great overall. Well, I was nervous when he came up, actually, did, the way that Wilson's been. Yeah. Superb. I actually got a fright when I seen Kluber getting hit with the, what's with the smirky face? My wife's making faces at me. Ah, is that right? <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I actually got a fright when Kluber got hit with the ball. Yeah, right. I think it was the first inning, but it, it came off. Luckily, it hit his glove. So yeah, it's um. But now, nah, uh, do you know what? There's two things about this game, which was great. One, Matt Scherzer gets 14 Ks and we win the game, and two, we won a bloody game in extra innings. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Just two two things. Uh, yeah, we we. we I struggled a little bit with, but and actually it was straightforward. You know, Wilson was great. 
because yeah. he kept the, they didn't even have a sniff of getting uh, Van Sien the runner from second. When, what we did was we got a hit. I think Stanton got a hit. So we had a man on third. And then it was just a case of I think it might even have been a sacrifice fly get the guy home. It was Gardy, wasn't it? Was it Gardy with the sacrifice? It might have been Torres, I think. Actually. Oh, Torres, it was, yeah. Because yeah. I think Stanton might have walked to go on base. But anyway, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was a uh, Torres singled. Yeah, that's it. That's I was right. watching about that. So yeah. I, because, because Higgy's bat had been cold. Yeah, he's we way, way off boil. But then, who do you expect? You, you, he comes up to bat against <laughs> against Scherzer, and you're like, well, he's not going to do anything here. And yeah. it was a cracking home run. It was an yeah. absolutely cracking job. Uh, and I fascinating, fascinating game. But I, but I completely agree with you about Wilson. Um, and I, 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 I was nervy. So then we move on to the deciding game, and this was the rubber uh, match. This, this was, uh, this was something else. This one actually, I thoroughly enjoyed. Thoroughly enjoyed this game. Really yeah. close um, game, yeah. Uh, proper game. You know, if you if you're going to introduce people to, it takes some time. A real attritional battle, actually. Uh, yeah. This is the kind of baseball game that when you certainly when you're in the mood for it. You could, I could, you couldn't take your eyes off it. Really, it was just really, really great. And I ended up watching it, you know, because working from home, sometimes I, I watch the game again on a little two screen kind of thing. Domingo Herman, Domingo Herman, yeah, but was, was was excellent. I know Schwarber, Schwarber got the the home run on him, but Schwarber, he's had that coming. If you know what I mean, he's he's been due one. But yeah, I thought Herman looked excellent. I thought he really did, and. As you see, Torres, I think Torres is starting to find a bit of form as well with the bat, if I remember rightly, in this one. Yeah. It, it's, um, run, yeah. it's another one of them games where there was a lot of frustration because we did have good opportunities to score and mm-hmm. we didn't. Um, so there was a bit of frustration in that part. Some of the sort of bad habits were coming back in. But overall, I mean, it's just a great game of baseball. Two pitchers going Loved at it, it um, and it goes all the way to the ninth, and you get the walk off. Which, yeah, stuns me again. Do you know? I knew he was going to. I knew it was coming. Did you see him talking <laughs> to himself? Did you see him talking to himself? See if you watch that back. If you go and watch the video back, standing, standing, you can see him talking to himself. I don't know what he's saying, but he's actually talking to himself while he's waiting for the ball coming. No, Mister. And uh, yeah, just superb and. Was that the Mother's Day game, wasn't it, with all the pink bats it was, and the, yeah. the pink stuff going on? And, uh, was... oh, and what, what was interesting about that ninth inning was Brad Hand he looked... walked Tyler Wade. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> how, how the fuck did you walk Tyler Wade? Yeah. I, actually, I actually thought in, in some way this was such an even game. The mistake actually was putting hand back in because he yeah. was the guy who looked really shaky the previous mm. night and gave yeah, up runs no in confidence. the 10th and the 11th. Yeah. Why they put him back in there? Oh, we could say, well, we're trying to get his confidence back in the bottom of the ninth on a 2-2 game. I'm not certain I would have done that. So, yeah. That, yeah. But then to walk Tyler Wade, we know he's our weakest batter. Walk, walk, walk Judge and DJ. Did they walk all three of them? No, DJ. No. DJ get out, didn't he? Mm, yeah, did you go So here's here's a bit. I want to know how many times do you think for the rest of this season Tyler Wade is going to get walked? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just just hard. Maybe once. But the, more, the, really? the, the one yeah. thing I, I think that the Yankees have been a little bit better of in recent weeks is being a bit more patient at the plate. Um, there definitely that has been coming into the game, but Hand just looked so nervous, and he just could not hit the strike zone. And I think any hitter in, in that position should be up there, making him challenging. And I think that's what they did, and did it well. And mm. but when Stanton came up, you could just I don't know, you could just feel it. You could just a lot of times I'm not that confident in that position, but you could just feel that he was going to do something with the ball. I actually was expecting a home run. So I was a little bit disappointed. No, I wasn't disappointed, but I was um, I was expecting a home run. He, he looked that confident. But yeah, hands up if you got in trouble in your house for shouting your head. Off <laughs> Did you? <Yeah>. Brilliant. <laughs> I, I kind of perfected the silent shush like that in well, front of the TV. Right. 
I, I, I do that like I'm, like I'm passing yeah. glass. Yeah, I can't imagine um, you doing anything <laughs> quietly, Rob, to be fair. I'll be, I'll be working on it. I'll be working on it. But I must admit, I, I thoroughly enjoyed that because I was that I was edge of the seat. That was a, it was a really good, it was a really good go. Um, and now, and then we go on the road. We've had a day off, which felt weird, actually. It felt weird yeah. to have the day off. Um, and we were at the, we're at the devil Drop. race. And so here we go. We're, we're on the road. And this was the this was the big one to decide was it going to be a three three or a four uh, two? And Gumby Monty, Gumby came up for you, big guy. Oh, he was ever. outstanding, did wasn't he? he? Ever did he? He ever. was outstanding. Um, and I loved everything he was saying. You know, before the game, he was like, "They're ready for this." You know, he he yeah. he had made his mind up on that. And I love the psychology of a picture. You get those that talk to themselves. And they they get themselves in the zone. He was he was in control and there was some really, there was a really nice, um, they got Sanchez recovered from a pass ball and, and lazed it to second base to get Austin Meadows. Yeah. Uh, Austin Meadows. But it was a really, really, um, yeah, Meadows, nothing. Um, and that was, that was interesting to see. Just see, it all just seemed to fall in, seemed to fall into place last night. I know the joy of a 162 game season is it can, fall out of place the next yeah. night <laughs> just as easily. But what about um, the ambassador hitting two players as well? Certainly they well. Seem, I mean, Gardy's one. Yeah, was, uh, two, two of them were in on the hands and it's, yeah, it seems like, I don't know. I was glad we didn't retaliate, but I've got a feeling there's... I think the Rays, would, the, series. the Rays would argue that we've got previous on that one. So yeah. we're not, we can't claim the more high ground. No, no, Kevin Cash has got a room full of guys that are going to throw at us. So yeah. oh, they've, just op- they've just opened the can of worms, haven't they? But I wonder what, what will happen the rest of this series. I feel there's going to be a bit of spice to this. Uh, especially, did you see Voight? He looked really pissed off because he's just off the the IL first game back and he gets hit in his hand with a pitch. He was extremely unamused. Mm. Just I, I look at, I look at, because um, he was making contact. He obviously didn't get it. And it's got a bit. He, I think he's going to come back. He's just, it's yeah. just a brick share house, the man. I mean, you just see him <laughs> just jogging. I thought around. he was. I thought he was unlucky with, with a couple of the one that he hit the hard. One. I think last season that's a home run. I think the ball, the ball last season. I think that's a home run. But um, I mean, obviously, if you look at his slash line or his his line from the game, it doesn't look good. But I think if you watch the game, I think he he, he looks yeah. he looks close to the it. First game back. I, yeah. I, think he I thought he did as well. Yeah. So yeah. now we've got two more Rays, three Orioles, and four Texas. Wow. So before we so, come back, so, so actually, we've we got two, two Texas before we're back. The two Texas before we're back. That's what, correct. What's what the Rangers so been like got, this season? So we've got two two Rays, three O's, two Rangers for our prediction. What's, what's Texas been like this season? I haven't been paying too much attention to War, them. Warm. Um, mm. I thought they I were don't on know. Uh, they season. are they are on uh, they are uh, eighteen and twenty, so they're on a so they are, yeah. So they're under five hundred. In a, yeah. I mean the Angels are further off. Sorry, just know that's all right. Yeah, that's good. That's cool. My it's eye. interesting when you look at the standings, though. I mean, there's quite a few divisions that there's not that much in it for quite a few teams like ours. There's, I mean, all all, all the four teams are all still in it, apart from. Baltimore, who are not miles out of it, but you just can't see them getting back in. Um, you know, the L Central, there's three teams all sort of close enough. Um, the West is Boston, the same. Boston are two games up on us, but they've played two games more by the looks of it. So yeah, yeah, they have, yeah. And then the East, the AL East, NL East, sorry, Miami and Washington seem to be a bit, a bit behind, but they could pull that back easily enough. And uh, yeah, it's interesting. There's, there's not been any kind of really, really runaway teams. have been a few teams look like they're tanking, but yeah. Dodgers were running away with it, but they've really yeah, they had a, pegged back recently. Yeah, they had a really mm. bad spell, didn't they? Yeah. yeah. Well, by the way, grounded to double play, we are the fifth worst. Are we? Be. Yeah. Wow. With so point, point 0.91 grounded to double plays per game. So there's been other teams that have been swearing at their TV more than me then. Who, who the hell's <laughs> worse than us? Um, going up and going in uh, ascending order, if you like, San Diego, the Angels, the Giants, and the worst, Houston. Wow. With exactly one double play per game. Jeez, that's not right. good. 
That is that is a pretty short. What what are we? What's our percentage? 0.91 per game. <laughs> We're not half that far behind. Yeah, I fancy I fancy us to catch up. I, I do. I, 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 <laughs> I think we can. I think we can top that league. Yeah. Um. So what you want in predictions here? So so two rays, three O's, two Rangers. We'll wait so all of them. Are we away on all of these games? All yeah. these yes. games, yeah. So seven. So I'm going to say one, two, five, and one. That's not. That's not equal seven. That's not. That's not seven. <laughs> How's that seven games? There's one, two, three, two, four, two, two rays. Fuck so two plus three <laughs> plus two. <laughs> Must play the games out. Right. So. Damn you, maths. <laughs> five and two. Five and two. Yeah. I'll give up that extra game that I didn't expect <laughs> to be there. Yeah. We'll throw it away. <laughs> okay, oh, I think we'll go one and one against the Rays. We'll split the rest of the games. I agree with that. That's what I was o- thinking. Oakland, Oakland owners. When have we play Oakland? In the we're not playing Oakland. We're, 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 not, we're not playing the A's. We don't need to worry about it. the A's. Orioles. No, I said Oreos. You just oh, show random letters like that. I think you said the A's. Maths and English is going down the path. Yes, so okay. so oh, so right. Shall I, shall I fuck up science after this? And then we've got the... <laughs> three, games the, the three games against the O's. Oh, I think we'll go two and one. Texas, two games, one and one. Four and three. Well, yeah, I, don't think and Texas, three. I don't think Texas is that good either. So it's a good, it's a good, time, good time to get these games in. Yeah, uh, I'm actually uh, with Kev. I had it down at five and two. I fancy five yeah. and two. So I've got us uh, you know, win one, lose one against Tampa, uh, two, uh, two one against Baltimore, and then two against Texas. Yeah. So there we go. Those things, you know, at least one of those things is absolutely going to happen. And I think. Uh, we feel very, very confident. I'm actually really looking forward to the Texas series, apart from the fact they all start at one o'clock. In the- oh no, the last one, which is after our next pod, is a friendly time for us. That'll be quite nice. And in terms of friendly times, if anyone's looking, uh, Sunday night is a friendly time again for us. So that's yeah. uh, uh, that's another great way to get yourself stressed out. Sunday next going th- to bed to start yeah. Monday. <laughs> Sunday and next Thursday are the only ones that are looking decent times yeah. for us, unfortunately. I, 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 I don't know about you. I can't cope with this. We've had this with the football. We've had like eight o'clock games on the Saturday and the Sunday. Oh, night. it's crazy. I can't, I can't cope yeah. I can't. It's just doing my head now. I think we've covered quite we've, we've quite, a, quite a fair bit of ground, if you don't mind there, chaps. I know we were going to talk. Yeah. Mark, do you want just, just, let's just take a brief oh, moment to talk about. Do you know what we never spoke about? Gary Sanchez, probably. No, the Glaber <laughs> Torres base running thing. Oh, oh yes. God, yes. Oh. Gotta mention that. Yeah, it just popped into my head. Describe it first then, Kev. What happened? So here's how I seen it. Describe it for so basically the infield shift was on, wasn't it? Yeah. But but they had moved way, way, way across to they right. they've gone off to the to right field. First first base first side, yeah. That's yeah. that's probably the best way to describe it. And the ball kind of got blooped in and was it Korea mishandled it? Yeah, and it kind of fell, and they should have had the force out at second. They they might even have been able to turn two if they had got it. Korea kind of bobbled the ball, but there was nobody at third base, so Torres just took off and ran to third base. But Korea, for some reason, didn't throw the ball, and the catcher had made his way up the third base line expecting to throw for the tag out, and it never came. So he just kind of ran right by the catcher and and straight home because there was no one there. It was completely open for him. I think you described that perfectly there, Kevin. It was, yeah. It was, for me, probably the best heads-up base running player I've seen this season. It was yeah. just fantastic. Uh, we still lost the game, but he, that was that, <laughs> that was the highlight for me just because of the, the, the intelligence that he showed and realising that, A, there's nobody at third base, and hang on a minute, the catch is then covering that, there's nobody at home play, I'm going to keep on going here. And, yeah. and, look, and I thought we might win because just holding on to the ball. When yes. we turn that, I thought, well, here we go, oh, oh, here yeah. we go. This is, we're, we're in their head now, we're in their head now, then poof. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just, just but it, it was literally, I think, I think Korea just, as soon as he seen him making off the third, he thought, oh, I've balls that up, and didn't actually even look at the fact that his catcher had made his way up the line and he was still holding the ball, but it was brilliant, as you say, Mark, he had the, 
the sort of sense to just keep going. He, he just looked at it and seen what was on and, and made the run. It was brilliant, brilliant to watch. That's a nice note to end on. It was. Yes, yeah. I think I, th- I think you're right. So, chaps, um, most people know where to find us now, but just in case, just to be polite, let's, let's keep consistent. Uh, Mark, where can everyone find you? You can find my name ramblings on at Mark Blakemore. And we, man, come on in, aren't you? At Celtic Yankees on Twitter, and you will find me mostly on the UK Yankees Facebook page or the Bases Loaded Facebook page. I kind of spend a bit of time on both, really. Um, actually, funnily enough, on the Yankees UK Yankees group, I've started a um, chat on my ch- kind of chat group. I kind of drift in and out of that for, at times as well. It's quite good. It's quite a lot. It's very, very active. Yep. So I, I, yeah. I apologise for not joining that. It's just that my phone goes off I know. all the time. The idea. Yeah, and, and I, I think it's brilliant you guys are doing it. Please don't think I'm rude. I just, I just. No, I, I, it's actually. I, I, I just drift in and out of it. It's Andy and some of the other guys that are driving it. So hats off to them because it is enjoyable and it is keeping the chat alive and keeping things going. So it's all. I'm loving guys. what they're doing. I'm loving the energy yeah. that they're bringing it's to really, the Facebook group. Really, really to, good. to all to all of you. Really grateful because you're smashing it. And and when I've been able to jump on the Facebook page. It's just been a lot of fun, and I'm loving your work. And I think it's uh, it's it's really really good times. Uh, yeah, in, and once, in the social, what we're doing. Once all this settles down, we'll definitely get a meet. Maybe at that place in Manchester you were talking about, or something. Yeah, we'll, yeah, definitely. We'll get something definitely. sorted and get a date meet up for a beer. Maybe watch a game or something. That'd be good. Cool. Yeah, that'd be awesome. All right, guys. Well, th- I've really enjoyed that tonight, actually. So thank you very much, and uh, we'll have a catch up with you soon. And we'll see you next week after five wins and two losses. It's dead, so. <laughs> Perfect. Cheers, guys. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night.